What is up, everybody? My name is Andrew Mencher, and this is the Wisdom and Sound Show. If this happens to be your first time with us, thank you for showing up. The purpose of the show is to bring you some information that can help jumpstart you on your career or your journey in music or as a creative individual. If you've already started your journey, then hopefully this podcast will keep you in the game and motivated. I'm always looking for music submissions, so if you have them, definitely send them my way. My email address is andrew at wisdomandsound.com. So if you have something of quality and from the heart, I would love to hear it. Also, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. If it's good, if it's bad, if it's indifferent, it doesn't matter. Please, I want to make this the best show that I can. I'm trying to build an amazing community of positive people and great musicians. So hopefully you find the value in what I'm bringing to you. If you do, please give me a five-star rate and review on iTunes. I know I ask this like every episode, but I don't do this for money at all. This is purely for my passion and to inspire you. Otherwise, if you can subscribe to this and share this with your friends and family, I would be most grateful. Let me know if you do. I will give you a shout-out on the show and return the favor in any way that I can. On today's show, I have a very special guest. She goes by the name of Hairi. She grew up in Hawaii playing the ukulele and singing with her friends and family. And she's just an amazing person, and I'm honored to have her on the show. So, Hairi, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Good, good. What have you been up to lately? Um, I've been, I've been doing a lot of songwriting. We've had some much-needed uh, time off the road, so... Um, the band and I have been meeting and doing some creative uh, ideas, also coming up with, you know, a new set for our tour coming up here in the summer with Revolution and Nako and Kali. So we've been working on a new set and then also um, working on new music. Right. So you guys are just full steam ahead. No stopping now. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying hard. <laughs> totally. So can you give us a little background for some new fans that might be listening? For sure. I'm from Hawaii, and I live in San Diego now, and I've been pursuing music with my band, Hairi, for four years. Um, and we've been touring a lot and putting out some new music. We have a, a fairly new album out called Wandering Soul. And, um, yeah, we've, we've, been, uh, we've been on the road and hitting all the festivals and trying to stay really, uh, really active in the reggae scene and just loving, loving life. That's amazing. Were you born in Hawaii? I wasn't born in Hawaii. I was born in the Philippines, but okay. Um, we we moved around as a family, and uh, we ended up in uh, Hawaii when I was about nine years old. And so right. I, I stayed there until I graduated high school. And at that point, I moved and started traveling around. I still have all my friends out there, and my uh, my parents currently live in Hawaii. So I uh, kind of envious, but also happy to be on the mainland where it's a lot easier to to get on the road and and tour. Yeah, totally. No, that's cool because I know there's a thriving reggae scene in Hawaii and a lot of people there uh, doing their thing. Yeah. What got you started in reggae music? Um, well, I love to sing since you know I was little. It definitely was my passion growing up. Yeah. Um, and then you know when I moved to Hawaii, you learn how to play um, like the ukulele at a young age. So I learned how to play the ukulele in seventh grade, and that's you know, around the same time I started writing poetry and kind of transformed my, my poems into songs. And 
um, started writing music, you know, from maybe eighth, eighth and ninth grade. So it's, it's always kind of been something that I love to do. And I'm just happy to be able to watch it become something that I can also do as a career. Very cool. So you said you linked with your current band like four years ago. How did you guys link up in the first place? The band and I, um, we, we found ourselves in, in funny ways, but like, um, my, the first member I had, Chris, he plays the sax. I found him on band mix. Okay. And, um, Andrew, my trombone player, I met at a session for, um, the recording of my first album. And then at that point, um, you know, the, the producer I was with was affiliated with tribal seeds. So he, um, proposed the idea to Tribal Seeds if they would take me on my first tour. So at that point, I actually put the band together for the purpose of touring. I, I think that when I was recording my music, I didn't realize I would be going on tour as fast as it was already happening. So when I was recording my, you know, I, I thought it was going to be a demo, but it turned into a full length uh, album. But when I was recording that, um, I didn't have a, a band together yet. So everything kind of moved quickly from that point. Well, so being in San Diego and being in that scene allowed you to link up with all these other bands and the current members of your band. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we all live uh, in San Diego or in L.A., so it's, it's not too far of a stretch. And San Diego has such a it's such a mecca for for live music and for bands and band making. So I feel really lucky to be surrounded by a lot of great musicians, a lot of great venues and promoters and um, just uh, like an all-around eclectic scene, so you know you can you can be integrated, and you know you can find you can find people fairly easily in the you know in the in the music scene, whatever genre you're you're aspiring to get into. Yeah, for sure. Like I was living in San Diego for the last twelve years, and then just kind of took a little hiatus, and uh, <laughs> it's just not the same, man. Just cannot find a scene like San Diego anywhere else. Yeah. I think SoCal reggae in general, it's almost like its own genre. Yeah. <laughs> so I know you have a family. How do you balance your music career with your family life? Um, I bring them on tour. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, so is it your husband, Jamie? Yes. Okay. So he's the manager as well. Is that correct? Yeah, he's my tour manager. And then um, I have my daughter as well, and she's five, and we're currently homeschooling her. So she's on the road with us now. And then she did her first tour. It was um, two months long, and it was a blackout tour <laughs> at that. Oh, no, it was the one before the blackout tour. I believe it was a fall tour. Um, and she, she, she was on the road for that for two months long, and she did great. She killed it. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Do you find it difficult at all managing? Um, probably just trying to be a wife and yeah, a good mother and making sure that I'm I'm balancing that as well as making time for fans, social media and the live shows and the meet and greets and the, you know, all the post commotion. At the same time you're also trying to bond with the other bands and trying to be cool and trying to be, you know, outgoing. So there's definitely a huge balance and you know, you have to learn you know, maybe drinking isn't right, you know, in certain situations, don't get too faded and you can accomplish more. You learn a lot on the road. The cool thing is having having my family obviously balances me out a lot better than when, when I'm out there raging by myself. She puts me in check. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, though, that you're able to manage all these things. And, you know, you have fans, you have obviously interviews. Are you able to reach out to all of your fans through social media and things like that? 
Yeah, I, I do. And, um, you know, sometimes I, I get a little sparse and I have a I have a, a little bit of a harder time turning over, you know, messages and DMs. But I try and sift through and the ones, you know, that are kind of, you know, important, heartfelt, kind of, you know, something that's more like they're seeking that emotional connection. I, I always try and reach out as, as soon as I can. And then, you know, there's some other ones I, I take my time and then I, I go back and I, I try and respond to everything. I'm definitely getting to the point now where I'm like overwhelmed with, you know, different things so like you I kind of have to learn where my priorities are and how to balance it and how to be okay with you know saying no you know I need I need a Saturday I need a weekend you know every now and then having a moment and just allowing myself to not be kind of like drowning in in all the madness so I'm definitely learning about balance and um making but also making time for everyone and making everybody feel as important as they you know they are to me so that's really great, though. I mean, I know you're pretty healthy, so are you able to maintain that healthy lifestyle on the road as well? Um, I try my best. I feel like I'm kind of lucky. I have a good metabolism, so it just every tour is different. You know, if we're in the South, sometimes we, we kind of mess things up and we eat a lot of Waffle House and, you know, all of us will come back from tour and we'll all have gained like 10 pounds and we're just like, oops. <laughs> and then sometimes we're a lot better. We'll be at the grocery stores buying food, bringing, you know, I'll bring a rice cooker and we'll make soup or we'll make, you know, we'll make food on the road. And, and you know, so it, every tour, it kind of depends. When I'm off the road, I try and catch up and, you know, take care of my body and, you know, do some running at the gym or stair climbers and just try, try and stay in shape and focused because it definitely helps my productivity. No, it's a physical demanding job essentially that you're doing yeah. so you know and I mean you're up late every night I'm sure yeah how did you link with your current management company because I know it's a co-op right yeah yeah okay so can you tell me a little bit more how that works and what role they played in your career basically you know I had uh, essentially fundraised most of the money I needed for my album and then they they kind of came in and they helped me kind of tie up the loose ends. They helped me record um, my music videos and they kind of provided um, like a interest-free loan, which is unheard of in our industry. Right. So they basically, you know, they handed us a lot of help and we, we were able to finish everything up. And um, yeah, so we're really, we're really grateful for that. And they just kind of helped, you know, with finding publicity and, you know, stuff like that. L you know, luckily I feel like my, my management team that I've been working with for four years, you know, this whole time Red Eye Media, um, we we had it. We have a good, strong foundation. So it was really nice to have Root Fire Cooperative come in and sort of uh, guide us as we were, you know, working hard towards what we needed to do for the release. Right. Absolutely. You set it up a uh, crowdfund for that record. Is that right? Yeah, I did. I I did a crowdfunding through Kickstarter. Okay. How did that go? Oh, it was a it was a successful campaign. I'm feel really 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 lucky to to have had some really. Uh, strong believers and and to have people that were willing to see our dream through before like we had anything to physically hand them because that's kind of the bargain right it's you're kind of you know you're you're hoping that your artist does something really good and you're 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 um backing their project and you're believing in the dream of what can be and then the the i think the the best part about it is delivering a product and and you know hopefully having something that they 
really like and and feel they're a part of because essentially you know they they funded the the making of wandering soul and that album would not have happened at all and it would not have sounded as great as it did if it wasn't for our fans who you know who supported us and and funded us the the money to be able to work with the producers of our dreams and the the session musicians that we used and just totally giving us that a package that you know we really wanted to showcase our music right yeah no i think it's obviously the new way of doing things with the crowdfunding and, and it's cool because the fans really feel a part of it too yeah it's a, it's a great way to connect for sure right on i was just talking to pato and he does like circles after his concerts do you have anything like that with your fans after your concerts no, I've never actually done anything like that, but that sounds cool. I've seen like Nako do it on stage and it's it's always awesome. Um, you know, with the band we've we've started kind of doing breathing circles and we you know, we get together, we we join up and we take two deep breaths and then we we um found out two ohms and then we kind of just have like a small pep talk and we we clap and then we we hit the stage. But um no, even just working towards that direction is nice and just kind of unifying before hitting the stage and realizing, you know, no matter how hectic the day has been and how little sleep you've gotten or anything like that, that, you know, you're all in it together and you're there for a purpose. So it's kind of in that same, in that same vibe of, you know, doing it with the, with the, with the audience. That's a cool idea. Yeah, totally. How connected do you feel with the crowds as you're performing for them? Oh, I definitely, I always feel connected and I, I care a lot about what they think. And so, you know, it's a good and bad thing because you don't want to get in your own head and come up with your own, you know, always, you know, is this person feeling it? And, oh, maybe they're not because, you know, they're not looking at me or, but you, you just can't, you know, you can't really, you can't really go there. But I definitely feel connected um, when I'm singing to fans and, you know, when they're kind of vibing off of me, it definitely makes me feel good and it makes me, you know, really emotional and, and, and heightens my delivery. I know it. When you feed off that crowd and you just, you could work with them almost, you know? Yeah. Do you find increasingly over the last couple months or so, more fans approach you and want to get autographs and things like this? Yeah, I, I'm definitely stoked that, you know, people want to get to know me better. And I've always, you know, been the type to go out, you know, out to the crowds after the shows and meet everybody. And, you know, whether it's at my show or whether I'm supporting a different artist, you know, the band and I are super friendly. So we always find ourselves out there meeting people. And that's kind of the, the fun part of uh, post shows, you know, it's just getting to know the people that are there watching you and kind of being blown away by the different, the different types of people you meet and how, how awesome it is that reggae affects all these people directly. Absolutely. Well, I do want to play a song from the new album. This is the title track, Wandering Soul. Super rootsy, super dubby, and just a nice track. And I hope you enjoy. i 
paradise Impossible to touch, beautiful with time Make you walk your heart in a straight line No, no questioning, I'd take this love blind I, I've been searching for something I, I can't begin to something about the socal reggae sound that's just contagious that people love yeah the reggae you know here in the south is it's really you know making a name for it for itself and just kind of just growing and and expanding and providing a lot of awesome diverse music for sure well what are some things that you're looking forward to this year definitely looking forward to uh playing at bottle rock um yep Oh man, we're we're gonna be hitting um, Red Rocks. I'm really excited about that. So it's gonna be uh, Trevor Hall, my and Michael Franti, and us as well. Oh what? Okay. Uh, you know what? I just moved to Colorado, and I've never been to Red Rocks. Oh, you need to go. So yeah, there's that uh, that that Red Rock show, and then we have one more that's unannounced that's coming up. And okay, we'll be we'll be there twice, and we'll, we're really excited about it. Yeah, yeah. And then do you have another tour planned? Yeah, we have our uh, just the summer tour that's coming up. Cool, and that's on the website? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, perfect. Speaking of which, where can people reach out to you and get in contact? So I'm on Instagram. It's H-I-R-I-E music, Kyrie music. And then um, you can also reach out on Facebook, and then you can stream us. We're on Spotify and Pandora and all that good stuff. Um, if you like what you hear and you want to support us, you can always pick up our new album, Wandering Soul, on iTunes. Most importantly, catch a live show because I think that's where all the magic is and that's where the personal interaction happens. So if you keep up with my Instagram, I, I tend to post, you know, like on my on my Instagram story or something, you know, like meet me side stage at this time. And I try and meet everybody and and create that that relationship because, you know, especially with the festivals, you're you tend to see the same people over and over again. And it's kind of nice to, to grow. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. On this record, what's your favorite tune? Hmm. Probably Wandering Soul. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, cool. Wandering Soul and Good Vibes. Just because though that those two songs were the like base I I based my album off of those. I wanted something that was kind of like Enya meets like Paramore meets, you know, and, and Nora Jones and, and all these, all of my favorite female singers and just kind of creating like 
um, a sultry album and those two songs, I feel like they embody the vibe that I wanted. So those are the ones I can listen to and kind of detach myself and, and not think about that it's me singing and that it's just a great song and I can sit down and, and relax to it, you know, if I ever listen to it. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's so cool. So I don't know. I just assumed that you listen to a lot of reggae. You probably do, but it's obvious that you're influenced by a lot of non-reggae singers. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I love all genres of music and, you know, whether it's me or my band members, we all come from really eclectic musical backgrounds and, um, you know, we're not we're not stuck to to one feeling or one groove. And that's why we're kind of always schizophrenic on stage. Like one minute we're like ska and the next minute we're, you know, doing like a lover's rock and or then we go into some funk or we go into some metal or rock or, you know, we, we can't sit still in the same sense. Like we can't just play one style of music because we're so diverse inside and we love you know, so many different, different um, styles of music. So, you you know, that's a nice thing about something as universal as reggae. You know, you can really incorporate different styles into it and it be accepted, which is really comforting because it allows you to be very expressive as an artist. So with that, are you spontaneous on stage or do you really stick with the set list? Oh, we have a set list and that helps me. I mean, I like to have order on stage but I I definitely you know I try and break away from the norm you know whether it's the way I'm singing something a melody or you know we have drum and bass sections and um, dub sections where we just like we change it up every night and so do you call the shots when you want a dub section or when you want a rhythm section or something yeah for sure okay cool do you have plans for another album um, I'm more, I'm just, I'm more so working on singles at the moment. I think, um, okay. I want to kind of test boundaries and kind of, uh, just play with some ideas. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm just songwriting and really trying to get out some creative ideas and, um, put out a couple of singles, hopefully, you know, and take it from there. Probably definitely start saving for the next album and you know, I'm, I'm writing just a whole bunch of music. So hopefully, you know, there's a lot of inspiration there that we can put together for the next record. So these singles now, are you in the studio or going to studios to record them? Or do you have rhythms already? Recorded? Yeah, I have one of them recorded and I'm currently working on um, securing a feature. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and right. and um, the other one is just up in the air. I'm just writing a bunch, but I know I want to put at least two singles out, you know, before the year is done. Absolutely. That's awesome. Do you voice other people's rhythms? Yeah, definitely. I, I always accept, you know, rhythms and I listen to them, you know, when I have time. And Very cool. Yeah. Have you been on other records lately? Um, I mean, I, I featured on The Expendables. They put out a new song called I Won't Give Up. Um, cool. Yeah, that, that was my latest feature and kind of laying low right now, just trying to write my music and yeah. Right. Do you do other things like backing vocals for other artists or you mainly want to be featured? Um, if, if I'm asked to for, for a, you know, a recording session situation, I'm always open. You know, as musicians, we, we put on many suits, many hats and many, you know, noses and just go out there and, and make ourselves valuable and, and um, you know, make, make rent happen. Because as a musician, you know, we're all just trying to get by day by day. And, you know, we invest a lot into into our um into hiree so we you know we're still at the stage where we're you know we're having to find work on the side just to make ends meet as as most musicians so 
Right. Yeah, that's the truth. You know, I do this podcast for my passion. I don't get paid or anything for it. I spend a lot of time editing and it takes a lot of time, you know, but I don't know, man, it's all about that passion and just creating that art. And we just got to keep going forward every day. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. Do you feel your music to be a vehicle to enlighten folks and raise issues, maybe not on a steep level, but just to raise some new issues and to have that? I feel like, you know, in reggae music, you can pose a lot of questions, and that's kind of where I come from, because, you know, I'm not formally educated in, you know, things like politics, and, you know, as a child, I didn't really pay attention, and as an adult, I'm just more so disappointed, so it's hard to find non-biased um you know, information out there. So I definitely don't like to impose my beliefs, but I do like to ask questions. And I do like to at least put the idea in somebody's head. Like, you know, do you, do you feel like things are going good? <laughs> you know, like, are, are you, are you really into what's happening? Like is, is a easier question to ask than to be like, I hate the government or I hate this or I hate that. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. That's good. You know, I just asked that because, you know, obviously we all want to live the life of our dreams, but while we're chasing that, you know, we just have to enjoy what we have and keep creating that art no matter what, you know? Exactly. How successful do you feel and, and do you feel like you have a long way to go? Is it always an evolving journey? Yeah. So, you know, for, for me, like, I'm super grateful for where I'm at and for all the people who've helped us get to where we are. Um, but I, I don't feel successful yet. Like, I feel like it takes a lot more than, than what I have, and it takes a lot more time to get where I, I feel like, you know, we need to be. So I'm hustling and grinding. I, I definitely count my count my blessings, and I'm very grateful for where I'm at. But you definitely always have room to improve and to challenge yourself and to question yourself and reevaluate your motives or reevaluate your priorities and, and really keep striving because, you know, for me, the goal is just, you know, to be able to provide for the band and, and to be able to live, you know, in a, in a more comfortable situation and, and deliver amazing music and deliver a great live show and be able to travel the world. These are just kind of the, the things on the top of my head, <laughs> but you know, yep. hopes and dreams, but I'm not there yet. So you know, soon, soon, hopefully, fingers crossed. And, you know, you just you get there slowly. It'd be nice the day that I get to pay my own phone bill, like, <laughs> with my own paycheck kind of thing. So that's, that's goals in itself. <laughs> you know, that's amazing, because I think people maybe see more than meets the eye, if you will, because you're on tour, you have a beautiful website, a beautiful record, but at the same time, it's not all the glitz and glamour that it might appear to be. Definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of money involved, but a lot of it is just, you just see it come and you see it go and you never put it in your own pocket. Cause you know, as a starting business, you, you don't, you don't pay yourself out. You kind of just reinvest and, you know, so if, you know, we get paid, you know, really well for a festival, well, all that money is going to go towards, you know, maintaining our, our 1995 beat up, like, <laughs> shuttle bus that like the bunks are about to fall like and collapse on top of each other which is totally gonna <laughs> good for somebody in the bottom bunk but you know we have issues and and unfortunately that bus crapped out so now we're gonna have to look into buying a new one so there's always something and you don't you know we're not at that stage where people you know think we are and maybe it looks a little more glamorous on social media and that's kind of the scary thing about social media is it's easy to just kind of mask certain things you know 
Yep. But we're we're definitely hustling and we're better than, you know, than we were last year. And, and in the grand scheme of things, you know, anyone is, who's listening is doing better than most people in the world suffering and kind of dealing with a lot worse than we are. So there's definitely no complaints. Wow. Give thanks for that, for sure. Well, you're very humble and I appreciate that. I mean, your talent speaks for itself and I wish you the best for sure. Thank you. I wish you the best as well. And I'm, I'm really glad this worked out. <laughs> yeah, no, give thanks. You know, I know it's been like back and forth, but it's all good. So is there any last words that you could give to aspiring artists? For inspiring artists? Yeah. Just, you know, really believe in what you do and um, don't compare yourself to anybody else because that's kind of, you know, it's poison in itself. And definitely, you know, follow your passion and your heart and trust your instincts and, and work, 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 work. <laughs> yep. Hard work. Yeah. Hard work. Indeed. Well, give thanks, Hyrie. Right on. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You guys, don't tell me you're not blown away by what you just heard. I mean, it's amazing because she has firsthand experience being on the tour, having an album, dealing with the band members, having her family on the road with her, and managing her fans, social media outlets, and all the rest. It's just humbling to know what it takes to really make an impact in this industry. So, if you found some value in what you've heard today, please let me know. You can reach out at andrew at wisdomandsound.com. I would love to hear from you, of course. If you can give me a five-star rate and review on iTunes, I would be so grateful. And of course, I will return the favor in any way that I can. If you can also subscribe and share this with your friends and family, I would be stoked. Otherwise, I really appreciate you being here. I can't say that enough. It is really my pleasure to be bringing you these works and to be interviewing these great artists. So yeah, I'll just keep them coming every Thursday. That's the schedule. Once again, my name is Andrew Mencher, and this is Wisdom in Sound. Yeah.